I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is Beyond the Mouse podcast, uh, the podcast for all of our Disney fans from the Front Row Network. And we have a really fun, special episode here. Sorry, my cat is attacking everyone around the table, and it's hilarious. Uh, But we have a great episode. We all just went to Disney. We went to Disney World, and it was a lot of fun. And so we're going to tell you all about it. We're going to do a trip report. This is one of the first ones that we're doing for this show. And so um, you can kind of give us some suggestions on some ways to do these better in the future or what you'd like us to focus on. Uh, We're going to try to hit some of the basics that we did and try to keep it to about an hour here for you uh, because I'm sure we could talk about Disney and this trip for like years to come and we probably will as a group of friends. So this is the the four of us that went plus our little kiddo that came around with us. So of course my name's Craig. I am your host. I am at the table with my wife Anna. Hi Anna McFarland. And also who came with us, uh, Tim and Kara. Hi. Hey, so um, Tim is original to the Front Row Network. He was on like the first, I don't know, four or five episodes that we had. So it's awesome to have him back. Kara, you've been on a bunch of episodes, but I think more in like a group setting. So I don't know that you've ever been on like individually, right? Correct. So what's your favorite movie? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got to ask the first question. Oh. Uh, Harry, Harry and the Hendersons, I think. <laughs> that's a solid film. That's a really good poll. If that's actually the case, then that's great. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> There's too many to, to choose one. So if you just picked one out of the air and threw it out there, like, what would it be? Mm, Stay was a really good one. Oh, nice. Ian McGregor. Yeah. And it's a Naomi Watts. Uh huh. That's awesome. That we haven't had that one before. That's very, uh, very good. And then Tim, yours is still the Big Lebowski, or do you have? Uh, to- probably, yeah. That's always my go-to. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, let's dive right in and talk about this trip that we all had. So we went uh, at the end of September. We were there for eight nights and then seven days in the park. It was the longest trip that any of us have ever had there, which yeah. I think is going to play into things as well. I think. Um, I think that is actually. Uh, not my longest trip, uh, or our longest trip was when we went for our honeymoon and got stuck an extra couple days due to, um, hurricane, was that Matthew? Matthew? It was two years ago. Wow. Yeah. So you actually were there longer because of that. Yes. And you were trapped in your deluxe style. (laughs) Deluxe? Yes. We were. Yes. (laughs) Watching the giraffes. Yeah. It was actually awesome. (laughs) We knew the hurricane was coming. So we went to Disney Springs and picked up some pizzas and took a Uber to the gas station and got a case of beer and a couple bottles of wine and uh, just just, <laughs> just watched the storm roll in. And uh, that's the year that you brought your Chromecast too, right? So yes. you had like all the Disney hacks down because yes. then you could watch Netflix. And I think we watched the Luke first Cage. season of Luke Cage, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so, okay, well, correction. This is the longest trip that Anna and I have ever had to Walt Disney World. And uh, just really had an amazing time, of course. And so we're going to try to break it all down for you. And one of the ways I'm going to do that is go kind of categories of different things uh, and guide the conversation that way. So the first thing we're going to talk about, probably the first experience that we truly had on Disney property, and that's our resort. So we stayed at the Art of Animation Resort, and we were in what's called a family suite. So the the whole resort 
is broken into four different areas. There's the Cars area, Finding Nemo, Lion King, uh, and then Little Mermaid. And every area except for the Little Mermaid are all what are called family suites. And so those family suites, six, fit up to six adults comfortably. And um, basically they have a back bedroom area. They've got a little kitchenette area and then a pull-out couch as well as a Murphy bed that turns into, like from a table into a bed, which we never actually pulled that down, by the one way. One regret. Hmm. I know, one regret. We never <laughs> pulled down that bed. But it was a really cool setup for us because obviously uh, you guys were not traveling there with your two-and-a-half-year-old, and so you could have a little bit of privacy. Um, and then also when he went to bed at night, we could still kind of hang out and do things around the kitchenette area. Oh, also vital information, it had two different bathrooms. Which yes. was also really great for um, you know five people being in that room. Yeah, great for getting ready in the morning. So what are your uh, impressions of Art of Animation? Is this the first time you have stayed at a value resort? Because it was the first time that we had stayed in a value resort. Yeah, because we tried Pop Century once. Yeah, but we had an issue with the room, so we ended up not staying. But anyway, we had uh, it was actually a little bit of deja vu walking through the, um, uh, the entryway to... Um, art animation just because it's identical to Pop Century, just right. decorated a little bit differently. Uh, so it was like we were seeing it again, but I really liked it. Um, it was a good setup. The pool, the pool was awesome. Um, there's a, it's always nice when there's a bar on the way to the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you think, Kara? Yeah, uh, I was impressed by like all the color walking in first thing, of course. Uh, I, I I'll still never forget um, the little one's reaction to uh, walking through the doors and seeing that pool area for the first time. <laughs> oh my gosh, he was I so thought gassy. I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna just <laughs> sprint over the fence and leap into the pool. Well, it's kind of neat because that was the moment Tootie realized what all of this meant that we've been talking about for so long to try to prepare him for the trip. It's like it sunk in and he just goes, Disney World! It's like his mecca. He just found it. So it was pretty neat. (laughs) Yeah, because it's really hard to explain those concepts to um, somebody that's under the age of three. So we actually didn't tell him about the trip until we got our magic bands in the mail. And that's about a month out from the trip. Um, Just because we didn't want to like constantly have... like, Well, it's like... uh, Walt Disney World was like a foreign concept. So when we, I would tell him about it, or, or Anna would tell him about it, he didn't really grasp it until we were actually there. And it was cool to see that reaction. But um, I agree about the pool. The pool is so cool. And like, so we were in the Finding Nemo area, which honestly I would recommend mm-hmm. if you could request a particular kind of room or book a particular kind of room. The Finding Nemo area is right off of the main lobby. So when you're getting your bus transportation in the morning, it was a really quick uh, walk over for us. Um, the food court is there and it's open until midnight, which I think is pretty cool. And then also there's an arcade and the lobby and everything is just right there, including this big old massive pool all themed around the big blue pool of Finding Nemo, which was really cool. Um, And they actually have this thing that when you dive your head underwater, you can hear music uh, playing. It it is, isn't it? Yeah, because you can't hear it above the surface of the water, but if you go under... You can hear it. And it's like clear as day. Yeah. It's like the speaker is right next to you, and you're like in the middle of this ginormous pool with tons of people in it. So it's it's crazy how well the sound travels under the water. And it's got to be a little bit dangerous, though. Like, 
just because it's like, oh, I have to see what song it is. I gotta hear a little bit more. I gotta hear a little bit more. I just think it's so neat that that's how Disney's theming is, is that they thought about if you're truly one of the fishes, what you would hear in the sea. So Mm -hmm. I just think it's really cool. And then besides that part, so it's a saltwater pool. Um, and then on the other side, they have a splash pad, which is also really neat, and all the kiddos really enjoyed. So it's just a great pool area, and I haven't seen one um, that I've liked better, I don't think, out of all the places we've stayed. It was a great pool. Largest pool on property, so they do have you scan your, at least in the past, they've had you scan your magic band to get into the pool area, because, um, you know, most Disney resorts... They don't want you to go in the pools. You can definitely resort hop, but people probably do, like, go in their swim trunks and then, like, go into the pool areas of places, I imagine, when they're resort hopping. Uh, Here, supposedly, you need your magic band to get in, but I did try to open the door a couple times without the magic band, and it worked just fine. So I think maybe that was something that they did, like, a while ago, and now they've kind of relaxed that a little bit. Um, now that the resort's not so new, this was built in 2012, so it's a really new resort. You mentioned oh, wow. that it looks just like Pop Century, and the story with that goes, um, it was supposed to be the next three decades of Pop Century. So Pop Century is like the uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. This was supposed to be, I guess, the next four decades, kind of looking into the future even. And then 9-11 happened, and tourism went down like crazy, so they canceled the plans for that hotel. But then uh, when tourism began to come back again around 2010 or so, that's when they decided to uh, reinvest and build some more resorts, and they had this land. So instead of going with the Pop Century theme, they decided to celebrate the animation of Disney, right? Because there's really no resort that had done that in the past. You mentioned something the very first night we got there, Anna. You said, um, this is like... Disney in your face. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Every other place I've stayed, it's like the hidden Mickeys and the subtle gilded Mickeys and maybe a hint of Mickey on the carpet. But otherwise, it looks like a pretty nice hotel that you've been in. This one is just Disney giving it its all. So it is is larger than life characters and bright colors. And I think that's what's neat about this resort, though, is that it fits in. So the theme is that you're at... A California art studio, and this is them bringing those cartoons to life. And so when you walk in, you walk into, like, what would be the studio, and it, it like, smells like oranges, and then you walk through, and then you see, like, for us, it'd be Finding Nemo, you see these characters come to life for you. So I can't even imagine, like, through the eyes of a child, like, how neat that would be to see them so big, because they're huge. They're bigger than buildings. So I just think it's a really neat, um, how this one is very, very themed. Yeah. Yeah, and we went over to the Cars section, too, because uh, he's been watching Cars, and you could see Lightning McQueen back there, and um, some of the older Cars characters, like Cruz Ramirez is the one that we know from Cars 3, but she's not back there. Um, but, like, uh, Tomater's back there, and uh, the Sheriff, and all these. And then, also, we went in the pool there, and because that pool is smaller, it's warmer. So, <laughs> I think, uh, so if uh, you were, I mean, the pools were never, like, a very cold um watering like that but the the car's pool was a little bit quieter and everything else we did not go over to the little mermaid pool we walked over there one time just to see it but it was kind of far away um that's something to know like so if you book the little mermaid rooms from art of animation it is kind of a hike to the lobby area that's where you're going to catch your bus transportation in the morning so it's just something to be aware of when you're booking that room and that's why i'd say Tried to get the Finding Nemo. I was worried about the volume and if it was going to be too loud. And it was a little loud during the nap times. Yeah, it was. Like, So we are right 
off the pool. And so, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, they do their kids' activities. And so they go on the loudspeaker. And it was just a fun party atmosphere. But I worried about, like, a toddler sleeping through it. He did fine. I probably was more awakened by it than he was. But They were doing lifeguard yeah. training or something. They yeah. always were doing lifeguard training really early in the morning, yeah. too. Like, 7 o'clock Maybe your whistle's blowing or something. Hmm. I don't know what was going on. I think it's probably because it's the largest pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I slept through it. <laughs> I need to. But I'm sure we could spend a whole hour just talking about the resort. So, any uh, final thoughts on uh, Art of Animation Resort? Uh, we used Garden Grocer. Thank you, Vanessa, for the tip. We mm-hmm. oh, so, that was awesome. Like having waiting in our room, basically waiting for us when we got there. We had a, a pack of beer, and we had some milk and Fruit Loops and treats and things like that, um, just to get us through the week. And so we went to buy some of those things. Mm-hmm. Rumble Whip. Oh yeah, the rum dole whip that's mm-hmm. at yeah the that's at bar. the drop off pool bar. Um, it's real good. I mean, what did you guys think of that? Because you mm-hmm. you had a couple, right? I thought all the yeah. stuff that I had there was really good. Yeah. I liked their they had a frozen like Jack and Coke or a frozen rum and Coke, and I thought that was really fun and great. It was just so hot down there too that it's nice to have something like cold and refreshing at the end of the night. So that's what I really enjoyed, and it's right there off the pool. So. Like it's somebody... open as long as the pool is open. Exactly. So, it was great. Yeah. We would have spent $192 on Yingling if <laughs> Garden Grocer had not delivered those. That's true, because we got a 24-pack. We got two 12-packs of Yingling, and yeah, and they were, they were like, beer's, what, $8 a, a pop down there. Yeah. So, so yeah, so Garden Grocer does charge a premium for delivering and all that, but trust it's totally i thought it was totally worth it, worth it. Mm-hmm. and it was there when we got there like you could have it delivered the same day you get there and disney just holds it back um and like the milk was even refrigerated the beer wasn't cold when we got there that was kind of a yeah bummer. we'd ice down the sink but it's you okay. know <laughs> we made do we made do so let's talk about speaking of beer and food and drinks Let's talk about the food uh, throughout the entire experience. Um, Art of Animation had a great little food court. It was called Landscape of Flavors. Pretty common stuff. Nothing really to write home about. Uh, But then once we got into the actual parks, what were some of your favorite food experiences or things that you wanted to talk about? And uh, I can start with Tim. Sure. um, Kind of right off the bat, we hit uh, Satuli Canteen at... um Animal Kingdom, because uh, we were there our first day, uh, and that's we ate there a couple times. Um, and they're uh, those bowls that they serve, uh, man, they fill you up and they give you energy, and they're not too badly priced. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, that fried tofu bowl, though, yeah. Uh, where you know, that? aside from that, this time of year, food and wine is going on, so we like to hit up uh, all those uh, all those little kiosks. Um, mm-hmm. Man, that the. Uh, what would we get? The tostada from Mexico was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and there was a bao bun in, was that Japan? Japan. Japan. I had yeah, that. you had that yeah, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. chicken bao bun. Uh, I had good experiences with bao buns this, uh, this go around because uh, we had <laughs> Santuli Canteen had the cheeseburger <laughs> bao buns, which mm-hmm. were like, I think they were like ten ninety nine, and really you got, you got these two huge bao buns, and then you got... Um, a bunch of chips and mm-hmm. some coleslaw. They were like, like special 
like yeah, chips, like right. vegetable chips. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like you get a, it was a ton of food, like you were saying, and then I think your bowls were like what twelve ninety nine or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's a quick service restaurant. We got to use mobile ordering there, which was mm-hmm. kind of fun because then it was just ready for us when we walked up. There wasn't much of a wait when we went anyway, but mobile ordering was still kind of good. Right. Now the only thing that was weird is I wanted to order a beer on top of it because I forgot to put that on my order, and I had to go back into the app and like re mobile order another beer instead of getting out of line. And like, so that was kind of weird that you couldn't just add on to your order when you were at the register. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should be able to go back in and like, at, I don't know. They probably but, but it's still new. It, they could work out those yeah. kinks. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I loved that because I thought it was neat that it was, it was fresh and it was good. It didn't seem like you're having something fried and... I think it was just a really nice meal. I liked them a lot. Mm-hmm. And so Santuli Canteen is in Pandora. It's in the new uh, area of Animal Kingdom. And it was just, all in all, it was just wonderful. I really enjoyed the space. Um, it was kind of a nice place to get out of the heat, too, because it was indoors. Uh, so not all the quick services. Like, we ate at Yak and Yeti on the last day. And that quick service, you just go outside and eat. So you're still kind of in the heat while you're trying to eat, like, your chicken teriyaki. <laughs> like, <laughs> melting in the heat. Um, but, yeah, it was a really cool uh, experience for sure. Um, Kara, did you have anywhere in particular that you really liked to eat at? Or any, like, food booths or any restaurants? I especially enjoyed hitting up the Food and Wine Festival and all those food booths. There was one, though, that we noticed that I don't think it's exclusive to food and wine. It was, like, a margarita and taco booth oh, okay. that's right in the midst of Mexico. So, so across have, from... Um, across from Cantin- La Cantina. And I think that that's, like, a new stand. Like, I think that yeah. that's permanent, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. And they had some amazing empanadas that okay. we could not get enough of. We ordered like four orders four of them. Orders of, throughout the trip, not, <laughs> not at one time. Like I two. would judge you. Yeah. <laughs> we would share them too, but well, that's really good. So people even traveling outside of food and wine time, check yeah. that check that out and get some empanadas for Definitely. sure. Um, and we didn't hit up food and wine nearly as much because it. Like, traveling around World Showcase with a little one is difficult. Like It was so hard. I remember reading that. Like, people keep saying on these Disney groups and stuff, like, is, is Epcot worth skipping is, with a kid? And I wouldn't say we should skip Epcot because we're going to talk about the attractions and stuff mm-hmm. later that were really cool. But staying in that future world area probably makes sense. And it, oh, is, yeah. it is kind of tough to, like, have to haul it back to Frozen and Norway because there's nothing. Like, you just have to, like, go way to the back of World Showcase to get there. Um, but, yeah, I we did get to eat in Japan. So you had some sushi? Yeah, I really liked I had a spicy um, tuna roll, and I really liked that. It was very good. Um, and then I had an ahi tuna from Hawaii. Hawaii. I forgot about the Hawaii. It was it was smaller than I anticipated. It was a pretty small little portion. Um, but what I had was really good. It's probably the best one that I've had. So I liked what I had. It was just a really small portion. Um, especially when I was hungry. It's like one little tiny piece of tuna. It was great tuna, but I just needed, needed a, little a little bit more. more so that would be something where like having the dining plan and taking advantage of those snacks would be mm-hmm. really beneficial for the food and wine. 100%. Absolutely. Or so the flower and garden. Um, and we talked about it on our trip planning uh, episode about the dining plan, um, but the snacks or the snack credits. Some people don't know what you'd use those on. You could use those on almost all the food booths that Food and Wine have mm-hmm. some kind of snack credit. I noticed yes. this year it seemed like things were more expensive. Mm-hmm. At least like the the snack tier things at Food and Wine, like there were a lot of 
uh, it seemed like there were a lot of items that were like five and six dollars rather than like three and four dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one thing I did notice, aside from cost, was the diversity of like vegan options, and they had some that they deemed kid friendly, though they weren't necessarily like normal kids' food that we're used to. <laughs> that was probably my one complaint: is that like we were de- like um, we were in Meltdown City. All of us, not not just him. Melting. No, definitely we, not just him. We were we were there. melting. We were dying in the heat. And I walk up to this this very kind cast member in Japan, and I just go, "Do you have just like some apple slices or something that uh, you know my son can have?" And then she goes, well, "We've got this cocktail of apple liqueur in it." And I was like, "Not what I'm looking for." So I wish that there was just like some like I feel like it'd be really easy for Disney to stock every food and wine booth with like a cooler of apples or like apple juice or mm-hmm. goldfish crackers yeah. or grapes things, or something, you know? Mm-hmm. One of the things you found at uh, Hollywood Studios. Oh my gosh, pack. the power pack. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. And it's just so hard. Like if you're an adult going to food and wine, so like I got that tuna and I didn't realize that they didn't have anything that he would be able to select. We just got it first. And so then he was upset because there wasn't something to offer him. So that's what's always nice. I think if there was something that they could partake in so they don't feel left out, I think that's part of it too. But man, those power packs from Hollywood Studios are amazing. It's just, it's like it comes in a a paper sack and it has um, some baby carrots, some grapes, uh, a crustable. um, You had like, like a thing of milk. Yeah, there was some little, like, protein bar kind of thing, but it was, like, apple streusel or something. Right, so just, like, yeah, it's, like, a little protein bar. So Mm -hmm. it was just, like, a a little to-go bag that had a sampling of something that some kids might like. And then we could take it with us, too, and put it in the stroller. So if he decided he's hungry later, he could have something. So it was just a really nice thing that... Um, was a lifesaver. I mean, truly a lifesaver. So I wish that they had that more places. You got that at the commissary in Hollywood Studios, right? Yeah, and they really should have that, like, just about everywhere. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome if they did because um, it was... Like, so helpful. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're breaking so, into our second beers. Speaking this of... This is like the Disney trip. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. We, Tim, and I, Tim and I cashed a couple of yinglings while we were at the Disney trip. So, speaking of food, we have to talk about Toy Story Land because mm-hmm. I had at... at it's Woody's, Woody's Lunchbox. Woody's Lunchbox. I had the best sandwich that I've probably ever had. And I'm not, like, a red meat eater. I, I typically just eat fish or chicken. But I had this grilled barbecue brisket from there that was the best and then they had like this little side dipper of tomato soup and the combination was incredible and I wanted that every day after that it was so good <laughs> it was delicious it was... yeah I had it the next night and mm-hmm. the those pop tarts too that came with yes. it those were really fun. you tried the one with the bacon on it didn't you mm-hmm. was it good yeah um the highlight of that was the little like sprinkles the little like brown shiny oh, yeah. sprinkles there was a little peanut butter oh they that's awesome awesome that's it was great. Like filled with Nutella, I think. It was a good Yeah, part. That's awesome. Um, Toy Story Land, we're going to talk about it in the attractions mm-hmm. portion of it, but just blew away my expectations of uh, what that is. Like, oh, I, I just loved Toy Story Land. It was so cool. Well, don't um, spoil it now. But uh, yeah, Woody's Lunchbox was really neat because you could also mobile order. Mm-hmm. Now, did one of us try the grilled cheese? I did, yeah. What'd you think? It was really good. Um, it was. Was it on garlic bread? Yeah, it was like kind of like a garlic bread grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was um, the the what was it? 
brisket sandwich. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the beef that, brisket. Yeah, that it looked really good, but it just seemed like a little bit too heavy on like a hundred degree day for lunch right, for, lunch, for me yeah. anyway. But no, nope. <laughs> well, we ate it. We ate it at the end of the night, and we were okay. we were yeah. really like for lunch. It would be a lot, but this yeah. is why like in. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're on the food topic, I was kind of on the fence on whether or not to get the dining plan. And I still think if you're a first timer at Disney, dining plan is a great way to experience different types of food. But like now I'm to a point where like these quick service locations are so good and they are so relatively inexpensive that like, there's no reason to sit down in a table service. Like there's tons of great restaurants and we'll talk about a couple of them for sure. But like Santuli canteen and Woody's lunchbox you can mobile order. You can get your stuff, like, grab it and go. You, It's just well, isn't, amazing. Isn't there a tier of the dining plan that's, like, quick service and snacks? Like, it's not any table service. Yes, meals, there is so. a quick service dining plan. And we gave the pricing um, on that episode. But I think it's, like, $35 or $40 a day for adults, which is a little bit more reasonable. So, uh, And a lot of the times when you do the free dining promotion now, they give you the quick service if you're staying in a moderate hotel, um, as opposed right. to giving you the full dining plan. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Oh, just that we also ate dinner together at Ohana. Yeah. And it was incredible. So this was Tim and Kara. This was your first time going to Ohana, right? What did you think? Yes. Uh, so it, good. I, I've heard what you guys have said about it in the past and it blew me away. It was, uh, it was so good. Just like the, the presentation they bring out, well, you start with the the, um, bread. the bread, which it's like a pint is it like pineapple a pineapple coconut? bread, pineapple, pineapple coconut, coconut, yeah. yeah. Uh, which it was delicious, and then they bring out the salad, a salad, which is salad. I don't like salad, and it was it was very good. <laughs> That's ginger, on record ginger saying salad. <laughs> it was delicious, and then they bring out this big this big skillet bowl of it has wings and dumplings Those and noodles. Those were supposed to be appetizers. <laughs> it <laughs> that was could the, have been a meal. I know, it was the best. And like we left so much of that behind too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we ate a ton of it. Like mm-hmm. it's just so good. And so like the what they're ex- ex- uh, describing, Ohana is family style and I talked about it a lot in the food episode because it's my favorite place like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, So it's a prefix menu. And they bring these appetizers, and then after that, the next thing that comes is the skewers. <laughs> Just there's huge skewers. So much meat. <laughs> the, you know, and the there, there was chicken, steak, and shrimp. Uh, I didn't have any of the shrimp, but the the I, I thought the favorite for me was going to be the steak for sure. But the chicken was out of this world. It had a nice char on it. it was very well seasoned. Well, that peanut mm. sauce was really good. Yeah, so it was the I think it was the sweet and sour. Chili. Yeah, yeah, yeah sweet chili. chili. It was. Yeah. yeah, those were. And then they bring you dessert, which is so good. It's a bread pudding. Um, with like caramel topping, like banana. And they dumped, uh, they dumped they dumped the caramel topping on for you. Was it like another kind of pineapple? Yeah, it was a it was pineapple coconut bread pudding. But yeah. I didn't taste the coconut much at all in there. I, I taste more not. banana than anything mm-hmm. else. Definitely, yeah, banana caramel. Yeah, a little bit of pineapple. It was like a banana foster almost, like kind of like a, a you know a Hawaiian bananas foster, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. I and I'll just give a, a quick shout out to. After Ohana, after you guys went on to the park, we went to Trader, uh, Sam's. Trader Sam's, and that place and is phenomenal. Grotto? In the, the Grog Grotto. Uh, we're pretty sure we saw somebody 
I, I, no, you got to go on record as okay. just saying it was this person. I, no I saw games. I saw this. Mark Hamill. <laughs> he was there. We have no photographic proof well, because I, Tim was playing it cool. <laughs> wouldn't let me take a selfie with him in the background. He, I, he was he there was enjoying himself. Fifteen feet from him, probably. So closer. I didn't want to. I didn't want to bug him. Um, but the drinks were fantastic. Well, and that's one of those things where like. When we go back on, like, an adult-only trip, like, I really want to hammer out a night where it's, like, maybe go to Ohana, maybe not, but really hit Trader Sam's, because yeah. I've wanted to do that yeah. for a while. I got the Krakatoa punch, and when they brought it out, a volcano erupted. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing, is, like, they have all these themed drinks, and things happen in the bar, like, to, uh, the zombie thing. Can you yeah. talk about that? The- they like, gl- those googly eyeglasses with the, like, slinky connected mm. to an eyeball hanging down, and they're just, like, walking out, like, limping, like they were a zombie. It was a zombie server. shrunken head. Yeah. And, and there were shrunken heads that, like, lit up mm-hmm. at the ceiling that... You know, and the lights kind of dim. Uh, that place is that place is awesome. Yeah. So, as you can imagine, it's very a small uh, place because nearly every drink you order, something happens to the bar. It comes to life in some way. Mm-hmm. So, um, it you guys waited about an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably 45 at least minutes. forty-five minutes. Yeah, and we. So we there's no reservations. You just go and you like just put your name on the list, yeah. and and they text you. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of nice because then you can be anywhere in the Polynesian because yeah. they, right. they serve Dole Whips at the Polynesian. Mm-hmm. You like there's there's so many cool things to see at the Polynesian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we just yeah. walked around the resort. Yeah, yeah. We check out the pool. We check out those pictures villas. of orchids. So um, that's really cool. Uh, and then the the other major um, sit down restaurant that we attended mm-hmm. uh, together was Royal Table, and I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about Royal Table. Um, Royal Table is like the one meal at Disney World that you pay in advance, uh, but then you get to go inside the castle. Um, they kind of take you up as a group and uh, feed you, and it was for me it was very good food still. Mm-hmm. But then the experience of being inside the castle. Um, and then seeing four different, well, really five princesses. So you're greeted by Cinderella downstairs. You get a picture with Cinderella. It's her castle. I guess it makes sense. And then (laughs) you go upstairs and, um, I imagine these are pretty set now, but the, the princesses that you meet, uh, are Ariel, Jasmine, Aurora, and Snow White. So... Not necessarily in that order, but uh, it was cool because you still get to get your pictures with them. Not with a PhotoPass photographer, by the way, which is kind of weird. I feel like they should have a PhotoPass photographer with them. I don't know. Maybe I it's think just too concerned that we get a little too much, too many people in there. Mm-hmm. That's but true, and you'd almost have to have four of them right. following around these exactly, four princesses. Yeah. So maybe take more time too is maybe yeah. their concern. They just assume everyone has a cell phone, so that makes sense. Yeah. But um, what were your opinions on Royal Table? Um, I my, myself personally, I really enjoyed the meal. I think it's one of those like once a decade, once a, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, type of experience because it's a really hard reservation to get. You have to call in 180 days in advance, and you have to prepay for your meal. Um, but what were you? What do you guys think? I thought it was amazing to be able to go up and to look into Fantasyland 
and just be able to sit there and like have these big beautiful windows so I mean you were right on top of fantasy land and that to me was the neatest because you're like tucked away in this private little room and it's not very big I mean it's probably the size of a like a small restaurant space room it's just it's not a huge space it's not one of those big banquet halls so that's what was so neat to me is it's like you're in this little private dining room like she invited you up and to be able to sit there and just to take some time especially since it was hot out to be able to go in and sit in this nice room and, and eat. And it was a great meal, and we had a great experience. It felt very special, and um, my son really liked it. He liked meeting all the princesses, and he he liked his food, and he had a great time. I will say it was kind of hard with the little one because he was so distracted that he didn't really eat that great. Um, but we had an amazing cast member who made sure that he ate. <laughs> so, so she comes by and she goes, "Is everything all right?" And I said, "Well, if you could, if you could get our son to eat, that would be great." And she fed him. Right. <laughs> like, she actually did. She yeah. actually, she actually sat ways. there and fed fed our child, uh, <laughs> which is so cool. Uh, we had so many great cast member experiences this time. So anybody that I get that like, there are definitely those people there that can ruin your experience or maybe not. 100% dedicated. All the cast members we interacted with, though, like, I really have nothing but, like, just wonderful things to say. And they were doing it in 145-degree heat. Like, it mm-hmm. was insanely hot, and all of them were so great. It was mm-hmm. it was just a wonderful experience. Um, Tim, anything about Royal Table? Yeah, uh, I really had no expectation going into it. You got a sword? It. Just, yeah, I got a sword. Um, yeah, turf and turf. <laughs> yeah, I ordered the turf and turf, um, which is, you have to ask for it. It's not on the menu. Uh, but Take uh, that surf and get it out of here. <laughs> bring me extra turf. Um, but the, the food was really good. Uh, desserts were great. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it was it's one of those things that um, just seeing... Seeing your guys' son there and kind of watching other people as the princesses come came out and just seeing those interactions that that was neat. Uh, just mm-hmm. kind of sitting I back gave, and watching. I gave Ariel a fork. <laughs> that was Sorry. awesome. What that did I give her? It was a fork. Thingamabob. That was a thingamabob. Thingamabob. Yeah, it was so great. <laughs> or was it a doohickey? Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. But she was on point. So, mm-hmm. um, anything else about the food? Uh, anywhere else you want to mention? Yeah, well, Craig and I ate with um, with our son at prime time, and we had a great so experience. So, what was neat about it is that the um, cast member came, and when they call you in, and then th- we had an extra seat at our table, and so she sat down right next to our table and started talking to us, and she made my son feel welcome and right at home immediately. And so, because of that, he warmed up, and he was able to talk to her and tell her what he wanted to eat and tell her about his day and all the things that he did. Um, and he ate a great meal, and he loved it. Loved that mac and it, it was like probably the best <laughs> meal that he's ever eaten at ever. Um, and we just had a really nice time sitting there and just having a fun little family meal. This so I take, loved it. This will take like a minute to tell, but I have to tell the story just for the record, so I can listen back to this five years from now and be like, "Oh my gosh, it's so funny." So uh, next to Fifties Prime Time, there is a place called um, Dad's Liquor Cabinet. And that's the bar area of Fifties Prime Time, and so we. Um, went over there first while we were waiting for our table and at the bar, I went ahead and ordered my beer that I was getting. And then, um, I ordered Anna cider and I ordered our guy, uh, a Buzz Lightyear lemonade that came with like a little Buzz Lightyear light up thing. And so we, we paid for that at the bar. We, we took him to our table and so we're sitting there and the server comes up to us and goes, 
okay, do you need anything else to drink? Do you need water or anything like that? And so it looks at, uh, looks at our son and just looks at him and goes, well, do you need anything else to drink? And he goes, no, I've got my beer. <laughs> and it was just like the whole restaurant heard it. It was so great. Uh, it was so wonderful. So it was a proud parent moment for me. Yeah. And yeah. just, I got, the, I got the pork chop there and I've never gotten the pork chop there. Holy Hannah. It was really good. It was mm-hmm. really, really good. Um, but uh, and then two experiences that we didn't have that we had initially scheduled were Homecoming and um, Sci-Fi. You guys both went to those. Do you have anything that you wanted to mention about those? That hot honey chicken, those were like yeah. the size at the, Homecoming. They were delicious. They were really good. We almost didn't bring them back to you. <laughs> we almost <laughs> ate them on the way. I was so glad that these guys bring them back because I was wanting to go there a lot. And this is um, something... Uh, that we had heard in our tips episode for bringing kids to Disney, but uh, we prioritized the fact that we needed to get a nap in over some of these uh, reservations. So uh, we missed a homecoming because that was the day of the meltdown at World Showcase, and we knew that we all needed some to rest. I felt really bad about it because Kara's parents were meeting us there and everything, and um, I and, like it just felt awful to miss it. But luckily, these guys brought me back some awesome uh, chicken biscuit things that are just incredible. But mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to go down there and experience that. But we didn't get to Disney Springs at all, Anna and I, just because mm-hmm. of that. Um, and then also we canceled our Skipper Canteen uh, mm-hmm. reservation. So I'm looking forward to trying that someday. And then we got out of the sci-fi reservation primarily because of timing. That was on our last day. And we decided that we want to prioritize the Magic Kingdom, which we'll talk about here in a second. But um, you guys went to prime time or to sci-fi. You love sci-fi, don't you? Yeah, it's a tradition. Yeah, that's we just try to hit that one every trip. Just uh, something about it, just because we went there on our first trip, and it and that was like the one that stood out, just because of the the theming, because it looks like you're at a drive-through at night or a mm-hmm. drive-in mm-hmm. at night. Um, Sitting in a car and yeah. mm-hmm. watching some good old sci-fi flicks. Yeah. So I haven't, I've been thinking about like the best way to approach attractions in the parks. I think the best thing to do is just to go around the table and talk about like one particular attraction or experience, regardless of what park it's in, instead of trying to go like park by park, because that's going to be really difficult. We went to all four parks. They're all amazing. Um, and we, again, we can talk about these for days. So, uh, but I promise these guys we wouldn't do that. <laughs> so, uh, Let's start. Who wants to, to start with like just either an attraction or a park that you really enjoyed? Should we just start with Toy Story Land? Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about Toy Story Land. You guys got to experience Slinky Dog. So there's brand, two brand new attractions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Slinky Dog Dash and then Alien, Alien Swirling Saucers, uh, and then Midway. It's no longer Midway Mania anymore. It's, it's just, just Toy, Toy Story, Story Mania. Mania. Uh, it's no longer Midway Mania for whatever mm-hmm. reason. But um, so let's talk about Toy Story Land and the theming and everything there. It's it's all in Hollywood Studios. Uh, but tell me about Slinky Dog and some of the things you experienced there. So the first thing I'll say about Toy Story Land is it's beautiful, but try to go at night. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is will, will it be temperature wise a little bit cooler. Uh, just because there's there's barely any shade there, it feels like. Mm-hmm. But it's also uh, like they have the oversized Christmas lights hanging up, uh, you know, around because it looks like you're in Andy's backyard. Uh, but the whole place just kind of lights up at night, and that brings me into Slinky Dog Dash. We did it once at night and once during the day, and at night it was just it was so fun just seeing like the rest of the park like lit up and seeing 
and seeing the rest of the land lit up too. I mean, would you did you have preference, Kara, over oh, night or day? Definitely night over yeah. day. Um, I think you get more of an effect like with some parts of the Slinky Dog ride too, like the booster portion. Hang on, yeah. <laughs> hang on. So. Uh, just a really cool ride. And you got to see a lot of Galaxy's Edge during the day, though. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge doesn't open until next December and, and all of that. But, like, you got to see all of it while you're on Slinky Dog, mm-hmm. like, uh, while you're going around that corner. So that was Can't really cool. see that at night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you still get that experience. What I thought was neat at night, um, because uh, our son was just infatuated with this ride at night, like, just watching it over and over again. But the lights on the roller coaster trail the car. So, like, they... Um, oh, cool. So it just goes with the car. The whole way, and so it's never fully lit at night, like the track isn't, um, because all the cars are going, and so you can see the lights go with the cars, which I, I think is just really, really cool. Um, but just a neat uh, neat ride. I got to experience once, so you guys got to experience it twice, um, but just a really fun, fun time. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of rides that are probably my favorite at night a little more so than the day. It's just a different experience, like Everest, mm-hmm. Tower of Terror. Like just a bunch of rides that are... And that's the what's safari. interesting. You made a comment about um, how Disney's designed all these things to look so great at night. Yeah, and then, it, then they close at 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I guess is... Specifically Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Well, it, uh, Hollywood Studios is, is like that, too. I think they're probably also, because they're under more construction with the gondolas in the parking area, mm-hmm. though, oh, and God. Galaxy's Edge, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anna, thoughts on uh, Toy Story Land? Oh, I love Toy Story Land. I So, Toy Story Land itself doesn't seem like it's that big of an area. It um, has the two rides, well, three rides, and the small eating area, so it's not a huge place. And that's why I like it, because everything is so on point, and it's just outstanding theming. When you're walking, like, there's, like, a footprint on the ground, so you can see Andy's footprint. It's just a really neat area and super well done. And I remember walking in and thinking, like, this is exactly, like, this is Disney at its best. They've pulled all of everything that they had, and they just made it that much more incredible. So I'm anxious to see all the other new things that they're rolling out, because I feel like they're going to have that same huge impact and it's totally worth it i love it i love toy story land and we were there a lot we went there four different occasions i think so um it's just a really neat really neat place and i love it i'm so glad they did it it added so much to hollywood studios and i like that um it's becoming kind of this park where there's a bunch of like individual ips that aren't necessarily like people are so worried about the theming of hollywood studios but it's kind of cool that you can get this whole land dedicated to this major property of Disney and Pixar. Um, uh, get to meet Buzz and get to meet Woody and Jesse. <clears throat> you get to ride Slinky Dog. Um, and Swirling Saucers was a really fun ride. It yeah, was it was. A, way more fun than I thought it would be. It doesn't have nearly the height restrictions, so our son got to ride it with me three different times because it had really minimal weights, which I thought was cool because the land just opened June 30th, and so we were waiting like 20 minutes for this ride. Like, that's pretty awesome. So we never had a fast pass for Swirling Saucers, but I got to ride it three times, and <laughs> it was really cool uh, each and every time. Um, but let's uh, talk about some other attractions, some other land that you want to talk about. Who wants to go next? One last thing on Toy Story. Okay. I just wish 
And I can meet the aliens as like a Oh, yes. that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be fun. But they're too busy at swirling saucers, right? I know. <laughs> and like, if yeah, it would be like, a, be like a talking character and just get that claw. <laughs> That's all they would say. It's yeah. Great. <laughs> or like, ooh. It would be so fantastic. <laughs> um, any other attractions or like that that you want to talk about? Um, well, we should probably talk about Pandora. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, uh, again, that's one, that's one of those things that Animal Kingdom closes so early that it's like everything starts lighting up at 7.30, and then it's the park's, like, closed at, like, like half hour later. I, think <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, they're open, how, they're open later in the summer. Right, it's, it's kind of off time depends. right now. So. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, it's an interesting, like, topic in itself is, like, do you go during the slower periods of time when the parks close earlier or is it worth it just going when it's crazy busy because then you know the parks are open till like midnight mm-hmm. so I think it's a give and take right I think that something is a new if you're new to d- visiting Disney World um, know that the park hours change every day so that's why it's important to have that app on your phone or have a guide or something that you can look it up because it, it changes every day and it changes depending on what activities are going on which is something I didn't know like pre going there that they did that I thought they'd have routine hours so yeah. it's just interesting yeah and also during um, the off season like September and you know the fall uh, the rides are there the attractions are more prone to being uh, refurbished so you mm-hmm. might go there and you know mm-hmm. your favorite attractions down. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the train. Every, or the train. Every this year. This is the first the time I rode the train because it was finally operating when I've been there. So it was great. Pandora was just amazing. Having not been there before, it was just absolutely incredible. We got to ride both rides. Um, we had fast passes for both. Uh, and Flight of Passage just blew me away. I mean, like, it, it's incredible, like, where we're at with, like, ride technology and everything. I'm so glad that we were able to get that opportunity. And I wanted to get your opinion on that because generally you're someone that doesn't like to ride, quote-unquote, thrill rides. And so there might be some people out there that are like, oh, I can't do that. But you did this ride, and what do you think about yeah, it? Yeah, so I'm so glad that... So Tim and Kara are great guides for me, and I trusted them when we did Soren because <laughs> I didn't really want to do it. I'm not a simulator person. I, I don't do that well. I don't hand the motion well and you know to me Kara like and I think you can do it I think you're gonna really enjoy it and so they were exactly right for Soren so when they told me about Fight of Passage I I was right there I'm like well if you say that I'm gonna like it I trust you so let's <laughs> do this and I loved it and so I I don't do I can handle simulators if I can close my eyes and the actual thing doesn't move so if I can block it out for a second and just know that then I'm fine and that's kind of how this is. It's like you're sitting in a vehicle, uh, like a bike, like a stationary bicycle, and it moves a lot. It does dip you and it turns you to the side, but it doesn't do that up and down motion um, too drastically. So that's where the thrilling comes is when you're able to like open your eyes and experience everything. So I, I it's amazing. You have to open your nose. Like it's just such a neat experience. And so um, I'm super glad I did it. There were a couple parts where I closed my eyes because I couldn't take that so fast but um but man i think i remember kara sat right next to me i'm like oh my gosh it smells like dirt you smell smell the dirt kara sat next to me this uh when we went we did rider switch uh 
which we finally figured out. It's a really cool thing. You basically walk up and you say that, like, we have a young child, and then they, they scan your magic band, and you're allowed to go through the fast. So your, your first mm-hmm. person has to wait in the standby line, or if you have a fast pass, then that's good, too. But then the second person gets to go through the fast pass line with two additional guests. So Tim and Kara got to go twice that night uh, that we got to do uh, Flight of Passage. But um, she was so funny because she was like, no, you have to smell things. Like, <laughs> like that, was your, that was your hint to me right before we, we took off. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I had this weird, like, thing where Avatar for me was cool to see in theaters because it was in 3D and it was the first real use of real 3D technology. Um, but, like, this ride made me excited for the sequels, which is kind mm-hmm. of a weird comment, but, like, you know, it just... I was like, man, this world is really cool. Like, it's a really... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, looking up... I kept looking up at the... Was that a moon or, like, another mm-hmm. planet or something off to your right? It, it was just beautiful. I, I kept yeah. looking up at it because the thing about the simulator is that you could look almost everywhere and see something, mm-hmm. you know? So it's all virtual reality. Yeah, that that's, like, the probably only attraction at Disney World that when I'm on it, I forget where I'm at. Because there, there's one there's one mm-hmm. um, moment where you're swooping in uh, at the near the end of the ride and like it gets me every time where like I'm just like where I get startled because I think I'm gonna get hit by something. It's um, totally where I like, close my eyes. Well, <laughs> and it's different than soaring because it's like, oh yeah, yeah. this is kinda like, you know, relaxed and mm-hmm. uh, and like I could I don't know. I'd, I'd love to, like, take a nap on Soren someday, uh, <laughs> like, if I could be up there for, like, an hour. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, Navi River Journey was also beautiful. It was really cool. I'm glad that we also used a fast pass on that. We, we had the benefit of being there for so many days mm-hmm. that we were able to get multiple fast passes. Um, and that's a ride that everyone can go on because it's a river ride. doesn't really have any drops or anything like that, so it was really... Really awesome. Uh, Animal Kingdom just was really cool this time because we did get to go at night. I didn't get to do Everest at night, um, and I wish that I would ha- would have. But it, the park closed. Yeah, like, you so have quickly. like a half hour window. To- um, and so, like, that's one thing that I regret from this trip because I think I've decided that Everest is my favorite ride. Uh, controversial statement, but <laughs> I, like, I I can. I was telling telling these guys about it. I have like this. Um, Memory, this like sense memory of exactly how my stomach feels when you go backwards down that tunnel mm-hmm. and like your stomach drops a little bit. And it's like the best feeling in the world. Like to me, like that mm-hmm. feeling is Disney. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. so. Oh, I, I, yeah, I totally know what you mean because yeah. I get, I get that every time. Like every time. Like, yeah. You could write it. Like the one time we ended up like like shotgunning it like a million times, slingshotting it a million times, and I still <laughs> felt it every time. Um, and. <laughs> But uh, let's talk about one of the other parks. Let's go into Epcot next. So you guys have talked about food and wine. Um, I want to, in particular, talk about Future World because, uh, to me, like that's what our son really enjoyed. Uh, he liked mm-hmm. Spaceship Earth way more than I thought he would. I don't know. I kind of knew he was going to like it, but like... That's I mean, good because it's, it's the best right there. Awesome, right? <laughs> and we so we actually did it, and we we did it three times. Um, first time we did two and it, a half. Two and a half. First time we did it as a full group, and then when we went to do it again, we were actually we got stuck, so we had to be evacuated off. And 
that he thought was super cool. (laughs) So, and then it's hard to explain to a toddler, like, no, you can't make that happen again. (laughs) It was like a one-time thing. What part did you guys get stuck on? Um, The computer room. The computer room. Oh, that's a good one to get stuck on. Which, which, like, talking to, um, I was just talking to Tom a few days ago, and and he was like, that's, like, the top. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're, like, the top of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so it was it was really neat to be able to do that. So then we got to do it again and do the whole thing again. And he when, just loved it. When you were evacuated out, did you, like, go forward and down? Through? No. We, we would go back through. Oh. Although, so when we went in 2015, that was when I was pregnant, and we got stuck right at the very top. So I actually evacuated out the other side. So, so I have back. walked down both sides of the <laughs> ride. So he, he, he's been there twice. Right. He's been stuck in there twice. <laughs> That's right. <He> <laughs> That's what I told him. I said, he was, buddy, you've done this before. <laughs> yeah. That's why you like it so much. But no, it was just... Thank the Phoenicians. <laughs> Thank the Phoenicians. Um, but also, uh, Living with the Land is mm-hmm. one of those rides where I kind of blow it off as like, oh, it's a nice way to relax and it's, you know, you get to kind of see some of the plants and stuff like that. But he was enthralled with Living with the Land, which was amazing because that meant that like Anna could go ride Soren and then mm-hmm. I could go ride Soren and... Because they're both in the land pavilion, and living with the land is right there, and he could go through it and just really, mm-hmm. just dig it. Like, what do you think were his favorite parts? I think he yeah, liked like pointing, he like he definitely liked the thunderstorm at the beginning. Okay, because it kind of scared him a little, mm-hmm. so he kind of liked mm-hmm. it. And then he liked the greenhouse and pointing out some of the fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. that he knows, mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. the bananas and um, pineapples. Pineapples. Mm-hmm. So I think it was neat for him to see all of his fruits growing. You don't get that opportunity very often. So it was just neat for him to be able to see everything like that. That's why I think he was so enthralled. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that they show, like, alternative ways of growing things or just mm-hmm. ways that you don't normally think about. Yeah, growing up kind mm-hmm. of thing uh, and hanging the melons down. Right. And if you haven't been on it as an adult, it's neat because you can see, like, that's where Disney is growing their food, and you can see how um, different ways of... of um, of agriculture, so it's a, it's a neat ride, I think, for everybody to go see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they've really stepped it up over the years too, where they've like made a point of saying this food is used as an ingredient in this snack that you get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had all the food and wine booth, like so the pineapples had like a sign that said like this is at the Hawaiian Pavilion or mm-hmm. whatever the Hawaiian mm-hmm. booth, um, which was really cool. And then uh, he really dug Finding Nemo as well. And mm-hmm. Finding Nemo, um, you guys had this experience a couple of times ago because you had never gone on it. Where right. Yeah. You didn't know that there was an aquarium at the end. There. Disney does not advertise that at all because right. we're like, oh, there's no wait for this. Let's go on this. And like, the, you know, and the ride, I like the queue for that ride better than the ride. Right. Uh, there's the jellyfish part of the ride that's kind of neat because mm-hmm. there's like the jellyfish kind of come down. But then you get to, uh, you unload off, or you offload the ride and then there's a full aquarium with mm-hmm. like sharks and manatees Turtles and... and- Dolphins. Are there still dolphins? Mm-hmm. Yes, there are okay. two. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of in their own area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, exactly. So it's a really neat area. And so you don't have to go on the ride to go visit that. There is another entrance we saw. I saw this time. I don't think I knew that was there before. Um, but so you could just go to the seas, but it's neat, I think, too, to go with Nemo to the seas. It's mm-hmm. kind of part of the cool did experience. Did you yeah. see any of the hidden Mickeys in the aquarium? I, we Ooh, did, we yes. Did. The the big one, the one that's very obvious, mm-hmm. like the hidden Mickey. Um, it's kind of like a smack you in the face Mickey, but yeah. <laughs> still. I saw a lot of those on Living with the Land, too. Uh-huh. 
lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and then Frozen was, this was the first time we've experienced Frozen. Um, we were on Maelstrom, mm-hmm. like the month it closed, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed Frozen. I mean, I like, I get it. Like, Maelstrom was fun. Like, you went by oil rigs and stuff. It was cool. But, um, <laughs> like, I'm totally 100 million percent okay with it being a Frozen ride. Like, mm-hmm. to me, this fits for whatever reason, much mm-hmm. better. Yeah. And it was just a better use of the space, and it was just mm-hmm. really cool. We got to ride it twice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And so um, the old ride had, like, this big dip in it, and I remember being very surprised by that because I don't do drops at all, and I wasn't very happy about it. But it almost felt to me like the Frozen one. So it's the same track, but it felt like when we got to that part with the dip that it might be a little bit less of a dip or... Um, it just seemed like a better drop to me than it did initially. And I don't know if that's true or not, but at least riding it a second time, I remember thinking, oh, I don't know what I was afraid of. That wasn't bad at all. Because I was kind of afraid for my little one to be scared. But it's just um, just a small hill almost. So it, it was no problem for me there. So moving us into Magic Kingdom, our last park to talk about, this was the most fun to take a child to. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like everything about it is geared towards... Um, just getting lost in that imagination. What's really interesting is we did not step foot. This this entire journey, this entire trip, we went to Magic Kingdom like three or four times easily. We spent most of our time there. We did not step foot in Adventureland or Frontierland Mm-mm. at all. Well, no. We rode a train through it a couple right. of times. Um, there was just so much to do in Fantasyland. There was so much to do in Tomorrowland with like People Mover and Tomorrowland Speedway. And there was just... Just so much to do in even Liberty Square. We got to like mm-hmm. do some of the stuff in there, and and we we snuck on to Haunted Mansion. But talk to us about your experience at um, Magic Kingdom. What your thoughts were? How many times? Can, how many times did we ride Space Mountain? <laughs> it's got to be double digits. Yeah. It de- oh, it definitely was. <laughs> Which they were trying to make it a little harder because they're refurbishing it, so the walkway is a little longer. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the turnaround yeah. between riding, but. Well, yeah. I mean, we walked onto it and so many times. Part of that was because of the whole doing Be Our Guest for breakfast. Do you yes. think that was worth it? Like, what was your opinion of, would you have done that again? Well, first, let me tell you about the world of charcuterie boards. <laughs> so, which I think, I think that, mu- that must be French for meat on a plate. Um, Don't forget cheese. Meat and cheese on a plate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because it's a Sunday tradition. Well, no, we went to we went grocery shopping at Aldi after we returned and bought like a <laughs> bunch of like deli meats and like cheeses and like just you spread that out on a board. You got a charcuterie board. <laughs> well, anyway, it, so it was a really good breakfast, though. Yeah. What, what'd you get? We shared that. Oh, remember okay. we we all shared. And I, I because, forgot because yeah. it is kind of pricey. <laughs> yeah. <for breakfast. laughs> And I came with the pastries, so that's right. I had some pastries too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it, it was got, worth it. Yeah. I think so too. I think going in early and being able to kind of beat the crowd, we were we were able to skip over to Tomorrowland pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And, and then that way, we like were able to times. ride it like six or seven times. Yeah. We did. We I think we got five uh, rides of spaceship or Space Mountain um, before bet. like. Mm-hmm. Before we like just went on People Mover and and before yeah. our Fast Pass, and yeah. And while they were doing that, we were in Fantasyland, hitting like every ride in Fantasyland right. that he would want to hit uh, because, of course, he can't go on Space Mountain. Um, 
But yeah, you were going to say something, Anna? Oh, just that I think if that one to me is very valuable to get as early as you can. Um, because then that way you're able to eat and get in there and, and have time. I would say I was, we've done this before we did this. Um, it was actually during the princess half marathon, right? Um, it was way less busy that time. And I didn't put that together that it was less busy probably because of that event going on. Um, so I was really surprised by the crowds when we went, it seemed very crowded and busy to me more than I anticipated. So, um, now that I know that I kind of know what to expect and I still think it would be worth it even with all those people there. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, Winnie the Pooh. I'm like a veteran Winnie the Pooh writer now. Like <laughs> shotgunning Winnie I, the Pooh. Yeah, shotgunning. Yeah. Like that's what happens when you have a two year old as opposed to like doing Space Mountain a million times. We did sneak on a haunted mansion. Um, and that was Anna's idea. I thought we were going to skip it for sure. And then yeah, I thought you guys were going to skip it too. I don't think I realized you made it on there. I yeah. know. We got to the last day, and haunted mansion is one of my favorites, and he was doing really well and. So I we decided to write or swap during that time. Oh, okay, so, I was wondering because yeah, we were worried that he was gonna. I've shown him the POVs of Haunted Mansion, but like being in that place, it is creepy. Like it's it is like it's supposed to be. The room at the be- the stretching room is a little intense. Um, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Uh, but we bought the vinyl soundtrack to. Uh, Haunted Mansion, and one of the sides is the full audio of the ride. That's awesome. Which is it's it's great. I can't I can't wait till Halloween. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, uh, speaking of controversial statements, you said in our message thread that you think that that's your favorite ride. I've said that about so <laughs> lots of rides. Haunted, Haunted <laughs> Mansion's ride. my favorite ride. Space Mountain's also my favorite <laughs> ride, and Spaceship Earth is also my favorite ride, <laughs> along with Tower of Terror. <laughs> And Flight of Passage. Those are also your favorite. Those ones are good, but like, there's something to the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. There's something about like the Mm. like the kind of like the old like original rides that like like Spaceship Earth. There's something about it that that like I don't know because it's kind of got like the smells going on and it's the old yeah. Well. That one too. <laughs> That's original. It's got Steven Tyler's yeah. smell everywhere. Yeah. Uh, no, um, but Magic Kingdom was just. I mean, it was everything you'd want it to be, right? I mean, yeah. I just, I, I guess I didn't realize how much time I'd want to spend there. I mean, I knew I'd want to take a good chunk, and we kind of evenly divided it. And as the week was going through, I found myself just wanting to get back to Magic Kingdom. Like that's what I want to do. Is I want to go back to Magic Kingdom. And I want to go on the carousel, and I want to on Winnie the Pooh, and I want to be able to see all the characters. I mean, we didn't even scratch the surface, and we were there for a full week. So I think that's something to keep in mind, is that there is so much to do, and we knew that going into it, that I'd have to, you know, we might not be able to do everything or go all the places, and I was completely 100% fine with that. But I think that's the neat part, is that you always feel like there's something more you can do, and more you can see, and there's always more to do and see there, and I think that's neat. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we didn't step foot in Mm-mm. Frontierland or Adventureland, and that and didn't we make still it a loved it. That didn't make it a bad experience. No. So I think you just have to know that you, you're not going to get to everything, you're not going to see everything, and that's completely fine. Just enjoy it. Yeah. 
I forgot how long of a ride Splash Mountain is. <laughs> it's a long ride. It's really cool, too. Actually, uh, we did get to see a little bit of that because the train goes through it. Oh, that's cool. We rode the train, which was another Vanessa tip, but also because our son's super into trains right now. Um, but it was a really cool ride like to get, and you you go through Splash Mountain. So, oh, So, you know, I the, the riverboat at yeah, the end, yeah. you see that. Like, oh, You can nice. like, look onto that. Huh. But, yeah, it... Um, but Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. absolutely magical. And yeah. uh, Happily Ever After was really cool. We didn't see it full on, like, from the front, because we never wanted to deal with the crowds. Yeah. Um, it was still fine. I still think, if you don't care about seeing the castle projections necessarily, and you're, like, looking for the fireworks, and you're looking for a less crowded area, go to the um, the bridge that's in between Frontierland and uh, Liberty Square. That's where we've sat for, or stood for two different occasions. Mm-hmm. And both times, it's a great place that, like, is kind of out of the beaten path. Like, you're behind the castle, so you don't see the projections. But it's it was really cool. Mm-hmm. You can always see the projections on YouTube when you go home. Yeah. <laughs> I know that it sounds like kind of a bummer, but, like, you really can. Well, <laughs> like, I'm you surprised know. by how loud those fireworks were yeah. and how much they reverberate, especially back where you were, because we were on mm-hmm. uh, Splash Mountain during the fireworks. It was, like, shaking. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's cool, though. So I've already kept you later than I told you I would. Uh, so let's move into some wrap-ups. Uh, any additional tips you might have? It, and then my final question to you is if you could do one thing over in the planning of this trip or something that happened in this trip, what would that be? Uh, it could also be a change in like that Disney should listen to because you know Bob Iger is listening to us talk <laughs> about this, um, so we've got his ear for sure. Uh, but let's start. A, uh, let's go around and say if there's any additional tips that we have. Mine would be to utilize the minivan services. Mm-hmm. Um, they are expensive, but maybe budget that into your night. It was a really great experience to be able to ride out of Magic Kingdom in a minivan the last night we were there and just get directly to our hotel. Um, it did cost more than I expected it to because I think the announced price was like 20 bucks yeah, and then it went to $25 and then now they're kind of using this lift model. I think we paid $36 that night to get out of the magic kingdom. Surge pricing. Uh Um, yeah. So, but to me that $36 was worth it. Um, because then we didn't have to wait in line for two hours and like, mm-hmm. it just is a nicer into your night because you've got this one-on-one cast member. They're all very experienced and they can kind of tell you about their time at Disney. And it's just a really enjoyable experience to me other than like waiting rather than waiting in like a huge line for a bus mm-hmm. at the end of the night. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so that would be my additional tip. Um, but do you guys have anything else from this trip? Uh, no beers before noon. Uh, uh, no beers and what was the other thing before noon? Ice cream. No ice cream before mm-hmm. noon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. when it's 98 degrees and 180% humidity. Yeah. yeah maybe no ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> uh, one thing that we've been doing since we started going there was we go to Walmart and buy all the 99 cent emergency ponchos and just bring those with. And then when inevitably it starts raining, you just throw them away when you're when you're done with them. If you're going to have a bag and you're more into the reusable thing, at the very least, like get your own poncho ahead of time because they're like at least ten or fifteen bucks in the Disney gift. I think they're fifteen dollars. Yeah, we actually ended so. up pretty good with rain this time too. Yeah, we, we only really needed them once. once. Yeah, I think we but, used we used them once or twice. But it's mm-hmm. definitely like you're going to get rain at least 
typically once a day, so which we have twenty extra ponchos. Right. <laughs> Save them for your next Disney trip. Worth being prepared. So uh, mm-hmm. one thing for just the art animation resort that we did uh, several times because there were some times that we waited forever for a bus. It was not every twenty minutes, uh, but. Uh, Pop Century is right next, since it's right next to it, um, we would, like, if there's a Pop Century bus, like, waiting when we needed a bus, or when we were heading back, we're just like, all right, whatever, let's just hop on the uh, Pop Century bus. And And just walked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's where it's helpful to know your other modes of transportation. So if you're staying at a certain hotel, know all the different ways you can get to where you need to go. Um, And I think that's helpful, because you can always switch your plans then and go the fastest route. My Disney experience was pretty cool this time around because it had the bus times, at least from the resort mm-hmm. out to the parks. Uh, that was really beneficial. Like That's yeah. something that I hadn't experienced before, and it was nice because we were so close to walking distance to our transportation uh, mm-hmm. that it was really helpful to have those times. Um, but So let's go around the table. Oh, did you have another? Yeah, sorry. My, my tip is that um, taking a little one, I knew that he would want to go back and take a nap, and I knew that I wanted him to go back and take a nap. Um, so I had that planned out in the day that we would do one in the morning and one in the evening, um, but I didn't know how long of a window I needed. Mm-hmm. So I had like an hour and a half-ish, two hours, because he usually sleeps for about an hour planned, and we really needed like a three-hour chunk just to be able to get back and to get... In bed, so I. That's my tip: is if you have a little one and you're planning on taking a nap in the middle of the day, I didn't want to give myself extra time, but we definitely had to. It's almost like plan an hour to get back to the resort, and plan an hour to get back, or half an hour to get back in the parks, and then like two hours for a nap. Mm-hmm. So and, like basically like three and a half hours. And that was plenty because then we were able to go back out to the park in the evening and to see everything at night and to experience that too. So I didn't feel like I missed anything by having that time taken out of my day. Right. It actually enhanced it and made it better. Literally, the only thing we missed was homecoming. We had to we had to cancel that one or like not go to that one, um, but. And that was funny because he was shutting down the pool. So the last night we were there, <laughs> the, the last night we were there, uh, we got uh, we took a minivan from the Magic Kingdom at like ten o'clock, and we're leaving the hotel at three forty-five in the morning. And uh, oh he like we get back to the hotel, we get back to the resort area at like ten fifteen, and he wants to go swimming. So I put him in his swim trunks and take him out there. And that way, Anna could like pack up the room while we were mm-hmm. uh, while we were doing that. And <laughs> he has this thing where he always says two minutes to everything, like regardless. And so the uh, lifeguard blows her whistle and goes like, "Pool's closed." And he looks right at her and goes, two minutes." <laughs> it was just like the best thing <laughs> ever. So our kid at two years old shut down the pool on his last night at Disney mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock. Um, that's a parenting win. So let's go around the table. Um, if there's one thing you could alter in either the planning or what happened in this particular trip, what would it be and why? Uh, and we'll just start with Tim. Uh, well, Karen and I were talking about this earlier, so I'll, I'll let you say it. But And this is something that we say every year that we never do. Plan a break day. Like, plan mm-hmm. a rest yeah. Right! Day. It's so hard to actually do, though, yeah. right? But, like, especially this time when we were saying, like, we could have explored the water parks because we have that capability this year. Mm-hmm. But 
Because you guys are annual pass holders. <laughs> right. <laughs> or there were some, like, resorts that I wanted to actually visit and try the food there, like the Mickey Beignets or... Or the Boozy Beignets at... Uh, Just, I didn't French leave time for it, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's your combined tip? I think so, yeah. Uh yeah, just because every year we've talked about that, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we just, like, which, and I guess this year since, like, we we went for, you know, like, a full week, we did have, like, days towards the end where it's like, ah, who cares if we make that, you know, first fast pass or, like, it doesn't really matter, you know, because we've already done, which and we, we went last spring, too, just uh, so, because we weren't originally planning that we are going to go the summer again, or uh, the September again, mm-hmm. uh, so we weren't planning a second trip, so like, um, you know, so we, we've had like two trips, so I guess this trip, like, we were a lot more laid back than we normally were. Yeah, because we got, mm-hmm. we basically got what we wanted about, out of the first trip, so yeah. it's kind of like a bonus trip. Yeah. yeah. It is. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Anna, do you what? have a tip, or uh, or thing you would change? Yes, I would, um... I would have brought more snacks. So we had snacks back at the room, but I think I just would have felt better if I had things with me ready to give out. Um, I guess I just thought that whenever I would be eating, we would have the food available. Um, It was just, eating was hard. Eating was very stressful on me because I knew my child wasn't going to eat and that stressed me out. And so like (laughs) if I could have had stuff at my ready, like in a little Ziploc baggie that I could just give them to eat and then I would have felt much better about it. Um, so that, yeah, that was just really stressful trying to get all that taken care of. So that's what I would have done differently is to have, like, have the garden grocer brought more little snacky things that I could just have ready to go in Ziploc baggies and take out to the parks with me. Just have your own power packs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, commissary. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Um, this is also kind of stealing from you. There was a time, there was probably like a five minute window during this trip where we almost bought Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party tickets mm-hmm. because, um... We weren't expecting, we didn't know how well our son would do at um, being up late at night. And so I always thought it would be a waste because, well, he goes to bed at 8.30. So, I mean, like, maybe that gets him to, like, 9 o'clock at Disney. But, like, if you're going to go to Mickey's Not So Scary, you really should be there until, like, 11 to, like, kind of experience it all. Mm -hmm. So if I was knowing that he would be a champ after these naps and things, that he would want to stay in the parks and he wouldn't be um, melting down at the end of the night, I would say that Thursday that we did Ohana, it, it would have been a perfect day if we would have done Ohana and then went right into the to the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween sure. party mm-hmm. because we would have gotten there about 4 or 5 o'clock and just been able to really experience that in full. Um, and so then what we would have done is knocked a day off of our uh, tickets so we would have just had the morning then of that day to just swim at the pool or go to other resorts or do whatever we wanted to do. It would have been kind of our break day, and then we would have went into the park that night. So sure. mm-hmm. hindsight being twenty twenty, I, I would have uh, wanted to do the, the Halloween party with him because I think he would have liked the parade and would have liked the fireworks. I mean, it's just yeah. a, it's, it's something we'll definitely experience as a family in the future. Um but it would have been cool to do it this well, time. And as a parent, I I thought for sure there was no way I was going to let him stay up that late. Like I just I was dead set against it. He's not going to stay up that late. We all just need to go home and go to bed and keep our routine. And then when I got there and my son is swimming at eleven o'clock at night, 
you know, it just like, it was all fine. And I, I think that's the thing that I needed to figure out was that all of that was fine. And so it was just a nice way to experience it. So I have yeah. one, I do have one quick thing, just since a lot of people who, who are probably going to listen to this are living in this area, um, travel wise. Um, so you, so I think for all of our trips, we've probably flown, Allegiant Southwest and Frontier. Mm-hmm. And this was our second time fr- flying Frontier. I, I will say that Frontier has been our favorite. Um, Honestly, I was blown away by Frontier. Because like, it, it's, it's dirt cheap like Allegiant, but like... Uh, but they're, I think I think it might even be a little bit cheaper and they have a better safety rating. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just found out that they fly out of Bloomington also and it seems like the... Uh, it's like like an hour away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit but more it, limited. But, but I you saw do it's like a Sunday, Wednesday, or Fridays. Right. And I think it's I saw. Sunday, yeah. Tuesday, Thursday. Oh, okay. But still, like, you could do a Sunday through a Sunday, and that's a solid week. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is awesome. And but it's a little bit closer. Yeah, and it's a much smaller airport to get in and out of. Yeah. So I guess that that's one thing that maybe I'd do differently um, is that... Fly out of Bloomington? Maybe fly out of Bloomington. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. it's, it's not... As much of a hassle as going mm-hmm. to St. Louis, traffic, yeah, I, I agree. Frontier was Frontier was wonderful. Um, yeah, so it was just it was just such an awesome trip, and I had such a great time. Um, throw this at you: Were you okay with traveling with not your kid? Did it, did yeah, because yeah, because yeah, because we could, you know we could just leave. <laughs> You had like the uncle thing where you're like, oh, baby's crying. Bye. Hey, yo. Hand it off. So, for sure. Um, but it was just such a great time. And I know he had a great time because no, he asked me today. Sweet moments when he mm-hmm. was like, I want to go on the ride with you when he went on Midway Mania with Tim and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Tim was awesome. Yeah. That was cute. And then, like, when we were watching Nemo and Friends, he was like snuggling up. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. Do the Finding Nemo musical. Gosh, oh, that, that, was, that, was, so that was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, like, honestly, Festival of the Lion King, at this point, I can take it or leave it, but Finding Nemo Musical is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was cool when he when he asked to go with you guys on Midway Mania, and we kept, like, looking at him, like, are you sure? Because I thought, like, in the middle of this ride, he'd be like, oh, my God, where's my baby? Oh, yeah, I thought, I, dude, I thought for sure I was going to have, like, just throw over, like, catch. <laughs> so it was the one ride that Anna and I got to do by ourselves, which was fun. Uh, but uh, it was just great, and um, we love traveling with you guys. We went mm-hmm. so many times together, and, and it was fun to have a little guy with us this time. But maybe, I don't know, 10th year anniversary, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe adult trip is in order. So, um, But thank you so much for talking all about this. I did go over my hour time limit. I apologize. You knew Um, you would. (laughs) I I knew for sure I would. But if you would like to uh, get in touch with the show, find us on the brand new Facebook page for Beyond the Mouse. Uh, We're going to start posting things just about Disney there, and it'll be a nice community where you can go and and look at all things Disney. Um, And make sure you can subscribe to our individual feed, Beyond the Mouse, on iTunes or on Stitcher or Overcast or any of those podcast apps. Uh, And then you could always message me if you have any questions at all. Um, I love to talk Disney for sure. So uh, find us on that Facebook page and then kind of go from there. As far as the regularly scheduled Beyond the Mouse... We have some really special guests coming on to the show. Uh, Hopefully now they don't cancel that I'm going to mention it. But uh, we actually are going to have the sisters that run an Instagram page, uh, Disneyland Food Blog. Uh, Basically, it's like um, 
you can see all the different foods at Disneyland, and we're going to talk a lot about Disneyland, which I know Brett is looking forward to because we haven't really, we've been more of a, a Walt Disney World-centric podcast and not so much Disneyland. And then we're also going to revisit uh, Hocus Pocus, uh, that episode. So it's the 25th anniversary, and technically the first time we talked about it on Beyond the Mouse, but a long time ago, like the 13th episode of this show, Three and a half years ago, Anna, Sarah, Jeremy, and I talked Hocus Pocus. So if mm-hmm. you want a primer to that, you can go back to our website, thefrontrowmoviereviews.com, and check out the Hocus Pocus episode. So thank you all again so much for being with us, uh, and let us know if you have any questions or uh, anything about this episode. We'd love to hear some feedback, too. So <laughs> and there's Pumpkin chiming in at the very end. So. He's been on the table this entire time, and people have been like putting Cheez-Its on his head and... Um, beer, you know, cap. beer beer caps on his head, and the entire time I haven't broken character at all during this uh, this hosting. So I want to give myself a pat on the back for that. Uh, but for Beyond the Mouse and the Frower Network, I am Craig. I'm Tim. Kara. Anna. And we'll see you real soon in the front row.